Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. Hey, and good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. And today I have with me in studio, Nancy Aruda. And I always love having Nancy because we get to, well, you know, we get to laugh and have fun and we get to talk about astrology, which is an interesting topic always. (laughs) And we're going to talk about, well, we're going to mention September, even though we're pretty much at the end of September, just because some major things sort of happened. And um, I think there'd be good to sort of recap because it's kind of going to be a focus for the next little while. Absolutely. And then we're going to look at October and November. Now you're saying that October isn't a huge outer planet. No, not a lot of outer planet activity, a lot of inner planet activity. So typically when I do astrology, I look at the evolutionary cycles. So I look at Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, as well as Chiron. First, I just want to say, welcome to the show, Nance. Thank I, you. I did, I did start. You did say that, but I never said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I sort of, I sort of, you know, started asking a question. I just wanted yeah. to say that, you know, apparently October is not a big month, but We'll right. see what so happens. So there's still activity with those planets, but it's the personal planets that are interacting with them, which would be the sun, the moon. We don't really look at the moon that much, except for a new moon phase kind of energy, full moon or phase energy. eclipses. Or eclipses. <laughs> um, but also Mercury, Venus, and Mars are doing a lot of interaction. Okay. So I find when we're in a month where there's not a lot of external planets like the transpersonal planets or the outer planets happening um it can be very busy okay because we're doing a lot of personal work we're doing a lot of work on the self um and we're also going to be distracted by the stuff that's happening on a day-to-day level versus the evolutionary lessons that are going on um so yeah october is interesting Okay, but let's start with backtracking. Yeah, September was a busy evolutionary month. Oh, good lord! And there was evolution after evolution, throwing some personal chaos into that, and Uh then more evolution. Uh (laughs) Yeah, crazy. Um, so yeah, we're gonna backtrack to September 9th. Yes. 2016. It wasn't until Emmanuel Dagger brought it up and he only mentioned it on the day. Yes. Um, but it, I, yeah, didn't realize how powerful it was. It Interestingly was... enough, I thought about it on the day because that's also my dog's birthday. Uh-huh. Um, and my dog is a 999 as well. He was born uh. in 2007. Ah. So, and he turned nine years old <laughs> yes. on September 9th this year. <laughs> that's the thing with nines is that you will always, like when I turn... Like every time I turn a nine number, it's it anyway. It it always will coincide with always. nines. Yeah. Well, actually, our birthdays will coincide with whatever the number is. So if it's you know twenty eleven or whatever, it, it'll it'll be a day that's four that will have a four in it. So it's it's interesting. Oh. oh yeah, like it's nines are one of those unique numbers that everything always adds up to nine. Yes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it's one of those weird ones. And it, it's it also is a weird one. Well, the vibration of completion. Yeah. And karmic completion. Okay, you can't forget karmic completion um, because there is a lot of karmic completion that happens in a nine year. It's connected to, because we are in a nine year, it's connected to the hermit, which is ruled by Virgo, um, which is about karmic service. And Pisces, which is the moon card in the tarot, which is the number 18. And that's connected to Pisces, which is your soul's karma, right? Your karmic path, what you've kind of come here to learn um, or complete for right. that matter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Some of the lessons that you can't consciously wrap around your head around are wrapped into that nine vibration. So on September 9th. 2016, which is a 999 day, Jupiter moved into the sign of Libra. Okay, so it came out of Virgo. So it kind of finished a or completed a cycle around health, um, focusing on the practical reality. And it would almost be things like practical spirituality would be incorporated into that. It's gone into the sign of Libra. And Jupiter is the law. Okay, so Jupiter would be the lawyer or the judge. Mm. Okay, the lawyer fighting for your case, the judge that's going to say this is where you're going. So it has a lot of rulership in legal energy. Um, whereas Libra is the law itself. Okay? okay, so if you're going to court, you're pulling in the scales of justice. You're pulling mm. in that legality energy, right? Um, so here, what I've been noticing happening with a lot of people is legal issues coming up unexpectedly. So some have been unexpected. Others are kind of like hitting pinnacles. So if you've been in a, in a case for a long time, something's been dragging on, all of a sudden, once Jupiter moved into Libra, it's like it's pinnacling. You're coming to, you know, the point of discovery in terms of which way your case is going to go. Right. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me like, okay, this legal issue came up. Am I going to win? Am I going to lose? And you know what? I can't answer if you're going to win or lose because a lot of the legal issues that are coming up now are connected to completion. Uh So it's all around what are you completing within your legal issue? I can tell you why this is transpiring on a more evolutionary level, what you're learning around the dynamic, but I can't tell you if you're going to win or lose. Hmm. It's like that answer is not being given to me Um, because it's about the journey, not about the outcome. Right. Right. There's learning in the journey that is necessary. That learning in the journey will depict the outcome eventually, but it's like the outcomes are not faded. Right. But it is Jupiter, which is usually the good luck planet too, right? right? But don't forget, there's usually two parties in every lawsuit. Well, yeah, of course. Right? So one person will win, the other person might not, right? right? Right. Or you just may come to some harmonious conclusion and you both benefit. Or you both don't benefit. (laughs) It can go either way. (laughs) Right. Because, you know, it's Jupiter is the wheel of fortune. It's it's the, the wheel can turn in your favor or against your favor and nobody can depict where it's going to turn right right what direction it's going to fall in um the only thing is going into anything legal if you're aware of your intention okay um put your ego aside look at the soul learning be aware of your intention and it's there's higher chances of it being in your favor if you are you know aware of your intention right 
Cool. But also with this 999 energy, we're completing things. Like that's what it's all about, right? We're completing whatever it is right. between so, now and January 1st. Which is 111. Exactly. <laughs> so it's a pretty powerful time because those two don't happen to coincide regularly. Like that's this is a fluke kind of thing that it's specifically a 999 and then a 111. I think the last time we had that, well, when we've had a one energy. Well, it probably would have been 2007. Right. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Eight. Yeah, it would have been 2007. No, 2008. Right, the 111. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah. the 999 would have happened in 2007. Right. My dog's birthday. And the... (laughs) And then the January The 111 would have been the January 1st. Interesting. Okay. So it's been a while. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. So it's, so we're, it's completing an interesting cycle. Well, we've been working with completion all year. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But it's really, this is like the last stretch of right. our Right. But completion. what I've recognized is since September huge amounts of purification so that purging energy and i think that's what's going on in october as well we're still working with the purge the completion energy so we had the eclipse the lunar eclipse in pisces on september 18th which was like double purification energy right so not only is pisces about purifying and releasing and letting go but it was at the degree that is stimulating the vibration of purification at a very deep level. So it was kind of like a double whammy, right? Mm -hmm. Lunar eclipses, actually, it's a triple whammy because lunar eclipses are all about releasing, letting go and purging. So it was like three vibrations on the one day amplifying this purification energy. Um, And I know a lot of people that got like hit with colds and flus like the day before, and it may have only lasted till the day after the eclipse, but it was like you were brought right down purged and released on a physical level like you wouldn't believe and then all of a sudden they felt better Hmm. right um but yes the purification energy does continue so it's like try and be conscious of what it is you need to let go of and what it is that you're releasing so the 999 and the 111 are only going to occur every nine years yes that's the only way they can possibly occur exactly so it's a big it's a big cycle though Yes. And it's always in a nine year of completion anyways. Right. Right. But I guess it's if you if you follow the numerology, it ups the ante from the nine 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 to the one 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 saying this is the last stretch. This is the last, you know, quarter of the year in which you got to release right. and purge. Um, so with all the personal energy. I think that's what's going to be happening in October. Mm. So even though there's no evolutionary stuff, and thank goodness because we had enough of it in September. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So much. (laughs) What a crazy month this has been. I mean, it's really been been crazy. It's like I'm moving into the last week of September thinking, oh, I really should do my blog. And then I went, oh my God, it's like the last week of September. Like it, it didn't. I don't know it's something about this month it's like it was i don't know, just crazy yeah when it first started i couldn't wait for it to be over <laughs> but what i have found for my own personal learning is just sitting in a place of peace so there's a lot of uncertainty 
okay, for everyone um, on a personal level as well as on a global level, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's all this uncertainty and you have two choices. Either buy into the chaos and allow it to take your life and turn it upside down or find the peace within the uncertainty. Find that stillness. And I don't know when this show is going to be airing specifically, but on September 30th, there is the new moon in Libra. I'll try and have it up for the 30th. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. No, it'll be easy. (laughs) There's the new moon in Libra, um, which integrates balance, okay, unity, oneness, and it's really about returning to source. When I go to the new moon in October, on October 30th, that one is about stillness. Okay, and there's, it's just kind of like, when I was looking into the October energy, and one thing that I did do was, I'm like, I haven't done you know, new moon or or full moon stuff in a while. So I'm going to look at the new moons and full moons because there wasn't a lot of activity. And when I tapped into it, there was this sense of calm that just vibrated. The Sabian symbol for that one has something to do about um, moon, the moon reflecting off of still waters. Mm. And it pulls in this sense of stillness. But when I like dove into the energy, I felt like I was suspended in... Not in nothingness, but in peace. So it was like that stillness actually vibrated through me on a cellular level. Nice. And I've been feeling a lot of inner peace and inner calm and inner stillness. Don't get me wrong. I'm still going (laughs) through stuff. My emotions may click in at any point in time. But I'm looking at the overall. So there's all this crazy energy. And I've just been sitting in it going, wow, isn't this interesting? Yeah. Right? Observing. I did until the last like week or so ago. I was fine up until Jasper's little incident. Incident. Well, I'm finding since September 26th, which is when Pluto stationed direct, and then later that day we had Saturn square the North Node. Um, all kinds of people are coming to awareness. So if there has been anything that you kind of know beneath the surface, there's like, I know there's something I need to heal. I just don't know what it is. Mine came on the 24th, so I don't know what the Well, it's, it's around was, the date because yeah. what will happen is you'll feel that energy from yeah. a week before to a week after Yeah, with more intensity around the 26th, right? So right. the closer you get to the 26th um, from either side, the more intensity you feel, right? So, and and that's when it's kind of like, you know, the jar came off the surprise worms that jump out of the jar, you know. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, here's what you need to heal. <laughs> um, but it also gave a lot of people opportunity to say, wow, this is the path I need to travel. Right. And things opened up. Right. Right. So again, following your intention. <laughs> You've been listening to News for the Heart. <laughs> We're going to go to our first break and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Lori Houston, and I have a great show on bmajor.org called News for the Heart. I'm an intuitive counselor, coach, and teacher with professional qualifications and certifications, as well as natural clairsentient and claircognizant abilities. I've been on my spiritual path for over 20 years, and during that time have acquired through extensive studies, teachings, and sacred texts over 30 different healing modalities, which are continuously being added to as life is an ongoing journey. My passion is on relationships, limiting beliefs, 
energy that is blocking you and awakening consciousness as we become more heart-centered. You can find out more about me at my website, intuitivesoul.com, or call me at my toll-free number, 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685, and I'd be honored to connect with you. Let's get to the heart of what matters. Do you want to become more empowered, connected with your core, guided by your heart and soul's purpose, be more balanced and have more mindfulness? Are you searching for the answers, wanting to understand your relationships better, why your intimate relationships, friends, family, and even work colleagues can impact your quality of life? How your relationships interfere with your business, career opportunities, and even starting your own business? I'm Lori Houston. I have a free weekly advice column with bmajor.org called Heart Lessons. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggle that keep us from awakening to our true essence. You can send me your questions or for more personal guidance, contact me at intuitivesoul.com or call me at my toll-free number 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685. And let's get to the heart of what matters to see your heart lessons. Want to know where you can hear Lori Houston's news for the heart? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Lori via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Lori Houston and News from the Heart. And welcome back. This is News for the Heart. I have Nancy Ritter here. Nancy, if you want to find out more information about her, is at universalsky.com. I know that there is a new website coming out shortly. Um, you yes. know, I know it's going to happen. And it has to. We're in the cycle of completion, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. And we're talking about astrology. We mentioned, we talked about uh, the 999 and September, the stuff that's been happening in September. So now we're going to go into October. Yes. Okay. So again, as I had mentioned before, there's not a lot of outer planetary stuff happening unless it's an inner planet activating it. So when I was preparing for the show, I'm kind of like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? There's nothing to talk about for October. Um, so I thought, you know what? Well, I'll just look at the typical stuff that happens on a day-to-day level. And if there's any aspects that jump out at me, I'll mention those. So there were a couple that jumped out. One is on um, October 5th, and it is Venus sextile Pluto. So Venus will be in Scorpio, Pluto's in Capricorn. Um, and this is where I get we're transforming our values and beliefs and potentially what does sextile trans- mean. Sextile is a harmonious flow energy. Okay. okay. So it's a good aspect. It's is one it of those. A, an- 60 like is there it's it's a percentage right yeah sorry it's 60 degrees okay so it's venus and pluto are 60 degrees apart okay right and again it may not have a lot of influence but it's 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 allowing for this ease and it's around um transforming your personal values and beliefs and potentially transforming relationships so for people who are focusing on changing how they're interacting with other people which is going to be the focus with Jupiter in, in Libra, correct? I mean, you brought up the, the legal, the legal stuff component this time. Right. But prior to that, it was kind of, we were talking that this is going to be a big time to look at relationships because yes. Libra is all about relationships. Huge. And, and it's about establishing, like Jupiter and Libra is about establishing new relationships. Um, but establishing relationships that are beneficial, not just for you, but for the other person as well. Like, well, so that would be nice, wouldn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> 
it would be nice that it's you know beneficial for both and of don't us think and not about just the one spiritual component of that so if you find you're in a relationship that you don't view as beneficial or your ego is having a hard time with it it could be beneficial on a spiritual level well see that's where i would go first so yes. <laughs> if it doesn't have a spiritual it's gonna have well, problems because a with lot me of, yeah a lot of times people will say well you said all relationships are supposed to be good right and i'm having mm, a nightmare mm, with my mother-in-law mm, or whatever mm, right mm -hmm. and it'll be like well you know on an ego level you may not like it but on right. a spiritual level there's huge amounts of growth yeah right and you're being of service to each other even though you may not think that on the mundane plane right, right. um so yeah, just want to throw that in there for, for right. No, that's good. That's good. So people understand that a lot of times there's benefits that we can't see. Right. Right. Um, and I have to say, I've had some unusual encounters. Oh yeah. Right. Which is another <laughs> vibration of Jupiter and Libra. You can meet unusual individuals during this energy. See, I have no problem with that. Unusual is good for me. No, well, me too. But I gotta say, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I totally went off my diet. <laughs> right. And I went into a restaurant that I nor I haven't been in in four years. And I thought, you know what? I'm here. I'm doing the whole gamut. I'm going to sit down. I'm not getting the food to go. So I sit in the corner all by myself. And there's like an aisleway between me and the next row of tables. And there's this woman sitting in a table across the aisleway from me, but facing me directly. And then out of nowhere... She starts a conversation with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's your name? And I'm like, I'm, I'm looking around like up at the ceiling and there's nobody behind me because I got a wall behind me, right? <laughs> um, so I tell her my first name and she's like, oh, um, what do you do for a living? <laughs> and she just starts asking me all, all these, these questions. questions in a restaurant. <laughs> unusual. Okay, got it. <laughs> That's what I mean by strange and unusual, right? So now the two of us are having this conversation, a table away from each other, <laughs> across the aisleway <laughs> in this restaurant, right? It was just really bizarre. <laughs> and I left going, okay, number one, I haven't eaten that type of food in four years. Right. Why out of nowhere, like I'm driving down the road and I heard, going to that restaurant now, right? I was starving. Right. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go off my diet and I'm going to go eat something that really isn't good for me. And I went in and instead of taking the food to go and hiding in my car, eating it, which would be typical behavior sure. for anybody who's stepping that. off yep. their diet. Right. I'm like, no, I'm going to have the full on experience and sit inside the restaurant. And I don't have an ish issue going to a restaurant by myself. Right. Right. Typically, I mind my own business. I don't get into conversations with strangers. <laughs> so you wouldn't have initiated it. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, I wouldn't have never initiated it. But and and then she started because when I told her what I do for a living, she's like, oh, can you read me? Oh, God. And I'm yeah, like, would... no, I'm having my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Not only am I having my lunch, I this is my living and I charge. Yes. <laughs> sure, if you'd like to make an appointment. Well, that's what go. I did. I gave her my card, right? Um, but she wanted a reading right on the spot. I know right? she did. And I'm like, no, I'm eating my lunch. So I'm not going to be, you know, working while I'm having my lunch kind of thing. Um, and this is what I mean by unusual yeah. situations in terms of just meeting people out of the blue, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, there's opportunities everywhere, and it's up to you on which opportunities or which relationships you want to invest money or time into. Why did right. I say money? 
Where did money come from? (laughs) (laughs) I did not mean to say invest money. I meant to say invest time. Um, But time is money. True. True it is. Yeah. In fact, that was one of the things um, with Emmanuel Dagger's... He did a core... core, um, A core... What wow, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, it was a a meditation series on core beliefs, core core attunements it was called. And one of them was on money. And he talked about tithing. And it was interesting because he talked one about, you know, what is your what is your purpose and are you feeling like you're living your dream like are you are you on purpose are you you know are you making a difference in the world doesn't matter what you do it just matters how you are as you're doing what you do and then you know the question about tithing came up and he said how important it was and of course that pushed my buttons about because there's a religious component to tithing that I you know don't like but and then I ended up emailing him after because he talked about offering his services free and his time for free and so I emailed him and said like so are you saying that tithing can be done as volunteer work or as as and he said absolutely because yeah I mean I money has that. only been around for you know a few hundred years tithing is about time giving your back. service yeah 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 um and and I agree with the tithing component as long as you know, and it doesn't have to be a charity, right? Mm-hmm. You can give back to a stranger on the street or, you know. Sure. But like any kind of gesture of kindness, yes. right, that you may impart on another individual, on an animal, on planet Earth, if you want, I view that as tithing, as giving back. Yeah, right? and he didn't even necessarily recommend the, you know, the, the financial charity component. Things. Well, he did. Yeah. He said, like, if you're in a good paying job, then you should be giving 10% of your income somewhere. But he was saying, you know, be giving it to the spiritual people, be giving it to, you know, the places that are going to make a difference. Don't be, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of charities, and, and I'm not going to, you know. They're money-making well, opportunities, absolutely. And they, the money doesn't always go to where it's supposed to go. No. It goes to the people that are in it. And so, there, I mean, you know, obviously there's some very good charities, and I'm not saying that there's some very... You know, needy charities out there. Um, But there's also some ones that just, I mean, even the ones that are very needy don't necessarily get all the money going there. So there's other things you can do. And so, but anyway, what relieved it was that, you know, it's, it's your time as well. So, you know, I do these shows. I do my blog. I do lots of things where it's my time. Yeah. So, yeah. Me too. Yeah, I know. Um, and, And I do agree with giving back. But it's, I want to be the one who chooses where I'm going to give. Sure. Right? Yes. I don't appreciate when other people try and influence yes. my decision of where I should be giving back. Right? right? And and we were talking earlier about dating. I don't want to be giving back in my relationships. <laughs> it needs to be, a, well, it needs to be. Balanced. Yes. <laughs> A give and take. I think that's the whole new paradigm with regards to relationships. They have to change. And I think, you know, I'm hoping that Jupiter in Libra is going to bring some of those changes about. Because that really is what needs to change. Is that it can no longer be about helping or fixing or changing somebody else. It's like, oh my, we've been there, done that. Time to let go of that. I agree. I agree 100%. Paradigm. Okay, so. Moving on. 
Moving on. Um, Mercury will be moving into the sign of Libra on October 7th. Okay. Okay. So it changes signs about every three weeks. Right. Three to four weeks. Um, and as it does, we're focusing more on that diplomatic energy, that balanced energy, that being thoughtful, okay, or sharing, right? Sharing your ideas, sharing your concepts. Um, so it should be a nice vibration from the the Virgo energy we just came out of, the highly analytical. And we're completely out of the shadow by... October 7th. Yeah. Okay. Which is when it moves into Libra. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. So because I believe it, it retrograded at yeah. 29 degrees uh, of Virgo. So completing... Another completion. My goodness. That we've dynamic really... around the analytical mindset, the way that things have to be, right? Or focusing on the details. And it's kind of like open up the mind, right? Allow your mind to open more. Um, socialize more, share more, right? So again, a subtle energy, a personal energy. People will feel it more on a personal level versus on an evolutionary level. Um, but still good. Um, another thing that kind of jumped out at me is on October 15th, like there's lots of stuff happening between these sure, dates, right? But on October 15th, we have the sun opposite Uranus, which happens once a year. Right. Okay. Um, and intuitively I got, it's around awakening the heart. Oh, nice. Okay. It's, so what is it opposite? Sun in oh, Libra okay. opposite Uranus and Aries. Okay. Um, however, there is like impulsive energy that comes with this unpredictable energy that may right. create conflict, but or so it may be the opposite because it's Uranus and there's always, it's always about surprises, right? Like you right. never know what it's going to be. No. And I get that, but <laughs> The, the the reason I'm talking about the unpredictability that can create conflict is because in order to attain harmony, you must move through conflict. At you least cannot, in the third dimension. Yeah. Right. You <laughs> cannot attain that harmony without the conflict, right? So if anything does happen, know that the conflict is just kind of like the catalyst to get you to that place where you can open your heart and find that peace within the self. Nice. Right. And that's, so that's kind of like why it popped out at me. I'm like, Oh, this is, you know, I don't know how it's going to play out for individuals because it's unpredictable energy with Uranus. Um, but the goal is to find that inner peace, to find that calm, to find that harmony. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of tapping into anything that has to do with peace and harmony. That's what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then and that's have, October 15th. That's October 15th. Okay. And again, you know, it may not affect everyone. Sure. Right. No, it, it's, it'll definitely affect you if you're a Libra or an Aries. Okay. Or an Aquarius with Uranus. Yes. Aquarius right. rulership by, right. Or Leo, which is sun rulership. Right. Um, you can also think of, you know, if you're born mid sign Capricorn mm. and... Cancer. So, if you're born in the middle of the sign okay. of of those two, it may affect you as well, right? Now, Uranus is um, retrograde at this point. Yes. And it, do you know when it goes? Sorry, I December. Know. Okay. So, does it mean we go to that date twice? No. Oh, okay. 
Because the sun moves faster than Uranus does. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right? So it'll happen again next year. Of course. Right? (laughs) No, it happens once a year. I was just thinking because the retrograde, wouldn't that mean we do it again? But no. Okay, got it. Yeah, not in this year. Yeah, it's the sun. The sun sun moves faster. Um, And you know what? Even with, I don't think it would happen twice in a year. I'm, I'm hearing once a year. Um, moving on from there, we have the full moon in Aries. I always like the full moon in Aries and that's on October 16th. It takes place at 23 degrees of Aries. Um, and the reason I like the full moon in Aries is because there's an opportunity to do a lot of inner work to see your inner shadows. Okay. Why Aries in the full moon? Um, cause Aries is around the self, hmm. right? So it gives you that opportunity to look within the self Maybe it's just me. I have Aries in the 8th house, so it allows me to go a little bit deeper. My Aries is in the 10th house. So it would be focused on career. Yeah. Right? Yourself out in the career world, right? And this is where knowing your houses really add to knowing what's going on, right? Um, But I usually like it because I have a lot of awareness that usually transpires um, during that time. So, and, and I'm not putting the emphasis on Libra here because typically Libra, I don't feel much of its energy. It's the Aries energy that I'm identifying with. It's Mm. the self, it's the self understanding, the self growth. Full moons illuminate. Okay. It's like somebody turned on a light bulb in the middle of the night. Right. Right. And wasn't last moon. I mean, I know it was an eclipse, but wasn't it amazing? Like it was was so bright. It was gorgeous. Like it's it's considered, it was, I don't know, I, I thought harvest moons were always in October, but it was a harvest moon in September and it was an eclipse and it was so bright. Like it was just so, it was like you could see everything around. The harvest moon is the full moon in Pisces. Okay. So whenever the full moon in oh, Pisces okay. is, that is the harvest moon. So, so if it's bright, in September, you get it in September, right? right? Um, it was so bright though. It's like, it was like, oh my God, there's a light on. Like it was so bright. Yeah. So pretty. It was. So, but what happens is because the moon rules our emotions and can connect to our subconscious or unconscious aspects or dynamics, because a lot of times our emotional reactions are subconscious reactions. So there's something buried in our subconscious mind that's triggering that emotional reaction. And I find when there's a full moon, it's like somebody turned a light bulb on in your subconscious so you can actually identify with some of your personal shadows that could be fears that could be inhibitions anything along those lines um so i find with the full moon in aries a lot of self-awareness can happen right you can truly identify with um you know repressed aspects of self or you know, what direction you need to be traveling in personally. So this is where you can answer a lot of your own personal questions in terms of what you want out of life or where you're going in life. Um, And again, you can add, you know, depending on what house it is in your natal chart, you can add like, is it career, work related, family related, whatever. Um, So I like the full moon in Aries, typically. Uh, This particular one is... Uh, my notes are a little different this time. <laughs> well, you don't usually even talk about the moon, so. No, I don't. <laughs> it's it's basically asking you, what can you incorporate from your spiritual identity that can assist you in life now? Okay. 
Okay. So as we get into the fall of the year, we're looking at, you know, we're tapping into source energy. We're looking for unity and peace. Once the sun moves into Scorpio, we're doing the transformational dance and we're implementing changes so that we can raise our vibration. And change is typically around the desire to have something new, which be to heighten your your vibration or raise it in some way, shape or form so that when we get to the sun in Sagittarius, we're focusing more on the spiritual realm. So I always find the fall as being very spiritual, right? And this particular full moon is asking us to tap into our spiritual identity. Now, if you were to walk down the street and just, you know, pick an average person out of the the crowd and say, oh, so what's your spiritual identity? (laughs) First thing they're going to tell you is what religion they are. Right. Well, okay. But this isn't the the spiritual identity of the average person. Yeah. This isn't the spiritual identity I'm speaking of. It's what are your higher aspirations? What are the higher vibrations within yourself. If you were to remove yourself from your ego consciousness, who would you be? What would you be? Right? That's the spiritual identity that you're having the opportunity to look into. Yeah. So that's cool. I think good questions to ask, though, (laughs) because it's something we don't absolutely, you know, yeah. And and it's interesting because when I work with a lot of people, one of the first things I say to them is define yourself, answer the question, who am I? And people will come back, well, you know, I'm a mother, yeah, I'm a housewife, I'm a lawyer, a teacher, I'm a teacher, yeah, you know, whatever. And they autom- and then and then they go into the soft skills like I'm compassionate, I'm loving, you know, and they start talking about their personality traits. But what's the answer? Are you all of those things? I'm not saying you aren't. But if you go right down to the core yeah. of who am I, the answer is very simple. I am. That's it. There's no other label that needs to go with it. Right. Right. We create all these labels in life. So I think. There is an essence, though, that we resonate absolutely. towards. That's part of our, you know, part of our soul or part of that, you know, divine spark that's within us that it's part of our personal vibration, right? Or our higher vibration, our higher divine, divine. Yeah. And you can take your divine spark. Okay. And the moment you start categorizing aspects of that spark, Mm. you're lowering Mm. the vibration. Right. But you could be pure joy. You could be pure compassion. Absolutely. I mean, you, you can. You can be love. I am right. love. Absolutely. Right. I believe I am love. Right. I try and that and certainly isn't lowering anything. But no. it's, it's, yeah. Like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It's interesting. So. It's a good question. I mean, it's a good thing to sort of. For people to think about. Yes. To and contemplate. Explore. Yes. Absolutely. And explore. Because as you explore it, you will identify around a lot of false false beliefs of who you think you are right um and you'll tap into your core essence right right your divine essence yeah, yeah. um which is the goal in asking the question who sure. am i sure <laughs> that's what my meditations which is are all why about. i love <laughs> the, full the full moon, moon in aries <laughs> <laughs> got it because it gets you to an- an- ask, ask that question questions. and and answer them Right. To the best of your ability. There's no right or wrong answer. Of course not. Right. 
Um, Venus will move into Sagittarius on October 18th. Venus I love Sag. Venus and Sag. Well, it's that's because like, Sag. I'm Sag. And I have Venus and Sag in my chart. <laughs> yeah, and it's really? kind of like this, woohoo, let's get naked and run down the street kind of energy. <laughs> Not Wait a minute. that I do. And that's for how many weeks? <laughs> Not that I do that. That's how it makes me feel. Right. It's a complete freedom energy. So apparently Nancy has a lot of sex during the time when Venus is in uh, Sagittarius. I didn't say anything about sex. So okay. Get naked and run down the street. You're getting naked and running down the street. I'm thinking you're having some sex. <laughs> I'm thinking that's one of the primary things you're thinking about. No, it's freedom. <laughs> you tell me whatever you want, honey. That's not what I'm feeling. I'm blushing. I right know now. it's so cute. <laughs> it's supposed to be good energy for me too. Apparently, when is it happening? Um, it moves in on October 18th. Don't ask me how long it's there for because I didn't look. <laughs> It's usually, what is it usually four weeks or six weeks? Venus is... It's oh, about five and a bit, five and yeah, a half weeks. It's almost six yeah. weeks, right. Almost it's Mars that it's... Mars, Mars is, is like, like eight three. weeks. Oh. Mars is further. Oh, okay. I thought it was the other way around, okay. Yeah. So Mars is like, well, seven weeks, six okay. and a half, seven weeks for Mars. Okay. Um, so Venus is like yeah. four to five and a half. Okay. Okay. That's the one that's Okay. <laughs> Um, so approximately a month. Yes. <laughs> um, Boy, it must be a happy month for Nancy. <laughs> I hope so. It's been a while. <laughs> One can hope. All right. <laughs> um, but I'm looking for heart-centered connections. Wow. <laughs> okay um with that energy outside of my desire to run around uh there is a desire for social freedom the desire to share adventures with others right so Sagittarius. it's yes <laughs> going on the adventure um and sharing specific ones because it's venus so we know <laughs> <laughs> see in my eyes venus doesn't rule sex Mars rules sex. Venus would be intimacy. Mars okay. would be sex. Well, Venus is for women and Mars is for men. Right. right? But the you also, whenever energy. you look at Mars, you usually bring up the anger aspect. So True, but it can be passion. Oh, of course it can. Absolutely. Right? But there's the there's red also planet. that like, fine line <laughs> between passion and anger, right? Because when you truly tap into your passionate energy, it's very easy to get heated about what you're passionate about. And Venus is about money, too. Yeah. But it's also a sensual planet. Yeah. Where Mars is a little more assertive. Right. 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 Um, and aggressive, possibly. Yes. And yeah. So also with Venus and Sagittarius, interacting with different cultures or exploring foreign foods. Hmm. I can pretty much eat any food. Well, not right now, but I can pretty much eat any food. I've pretty much explored all the different types of cultural foods. So I must have had that, you know, a few times or something. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I have say, Venus where is my Sag. Venus? So no, you no. would think that I would like foreign foods. And, and you I'm don't. Like, no, not I a big love fan. It. I wonder which part of Well, you know what? I'm, I'm opening up now as I get older. And there'll be like one or two dishes of, you know, different cultures that I like. 
Yes, we know that you now like Thai food, and I don't yes. know that you ever did that before. And I went and had Indian food the other day. Oh, well. And I actually found something I liked. <laughs> <laughs> I could have recommended several things that I know you would have liked. <laughs> so I was impressed there that I, I didn't have to order a second meal to eat. <laughs> First time I tried Indian, didn't like mm. one thing on, on that I ordered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's hard. The sun moves in. Oh, another one I wanted to talk about when we were talking about that Mars energy. Mars conjunct Pluto. Okay. Pluto's in Capricorn. It's been there so, for a while. Okay. Okay. Mars, obviously in Capricorn, both at 15 degrees. When we have Mars and Pluto sharing the same place, the two of them are friends. Okay. Right? So that's positive then? Well, well I don't know. Because <laughs> Pluto's kind of the it transformation. It means change, right. Yeah. So Mars would be... Active change. Active change. Pluto is slow kind of transformational change, right? right? Or evolution. Um, so it may speed up some of the... You may come to some understandings around what it is you need to transform at a passionate level, at a deep level that's buried you know in your sacral chakra so there's the potential for some emotion to come out um because it's it's kind of like going right to the core of the energy okay um it could also be solar plexus energy right so there may be some things that you need to get up and do um that are that are mandatory um so yeah just be aware of potential power struggles so if there is a power struggle going on around you mm. do not engage right. and when is right? that the 18th did you say that no. is the 19th okay. of october right okay. basically there's enormous amounts of energy available to people mm -hmm. right use the energy productively mm. right um so just be aware of that again might not you know the day can go by and you may not witness anything right um, because it is a personal energy. So if there's something you need to transform within yourself, if you're feeling any anger or frustration or huge amounts of passion, then channel your energy into the productive way to use that versus the destructive. Because this is a destructive energy. Got it. Right? Will help with purging. Right? So a, a, a constructive form of destruction would be get rid of stuff. Get rid of stuff you're not using, right? Hmm. Um, oops. <laughs> All right. Then the sun enters into the sign of Scorpio on October 22nd. And here we are working with transforming, transforming at a heart level. There's intensity, passion, and we're creating dynamic situations and there's also potential for secrecy. A lot of people um, come up during this time of year when the sun moves into Scorpio. Okay. Right? It's because you're doing a lot of internal work. You're working on transformation and change on an internal level. And it's the Scorpio, which likes to, you know, sting. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it stings because that's a defensive technique. Right. It's defending itself. Okay. It feels like it, it's under isn't, attack. Well, isn't the uh, 
the fable about the frog and the Scorpio wanting to get across the lake and the frog says, I'm not taking you across the lake. You're going to, you're going to sting me. And he goes, well, I won't sting you because then I'll die too. So the frog took him across the lake and halfway through the lake, he stung him. He goes, I thought you said you wouldn't. He goes, sorry, it's just my nature. But did the Scorpio drown? Yeah. Well, yeah, because Scorpios can't swim. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that fable. I've never heard of it. But I will tell you that the evolved. Oh, sure. My dad was a Scorpio. I loved. I mean, I keep thinking I'm supposed to meet a Scorpio because I, I've never dated a Scorpio, and I keep thinking that that's going to happen because he was the most amazing man to me. Of course. You got to understand he died when I was 13. But to me, I mean, he was loving and just so open and And he had so many friends. I mean, he was loved. Yes. He was harder on his natural They're intense. Right. So there's this intensity about them, but it doesn't mean they're not loving. They're very passionate. It's that Mars energy. Right. So typically in current astrology, Pluto is ruled by Mars. Right. Okay. Or Pluto rules Mars. Um, ancient astrology, sorry, Pluto rules Scorpio. In ancient astrology, it was Mars that had rulership over Scorpio. So those two forces that I was talking about earlier, the Pluto conjunct Mars working together, you know, that's happening while the sun is still in Libra. So it, it might not be as intense as if the sun was in Do we have anything to Scorpio. talk about no, in November? Because we're, we're talking a lot about I might have to come October. back. I think you and might. here I said, I have nothing to talk about in the month of October. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it's so cute. Um, filler. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been enjoying it. And we've been yeah, talking we a lot. And we've been uh, opening up about all the stuff that can happen. But... There is one more thing I want to mention okay. about October. Okay. And that is um, Jupiter in conjunct Neptune, which is the only outer planetary to outer planetary energy taking place. Okay. And in conjunct is a minor aspect and it creates an unconscious tension. And so in conjunct means? 150 degrees. It means the two planets are 150 degrees apart from one another. So Jupiter's in what? Um, Jupiter will be in Libra. Neptune is in Pisces. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, And this particular energy, so it can be in a little bit of unconscious tension. So you need to remember you are here... um, feeling the call to be of service to others. So this is really about being of service to others. And we're we're dealing with the two spiritual planets, Jupiter and Neptune. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, are interacting in a way that they don't normally like to interact with one another. So so just be aware, be of service, okay? Being of service does not mean doing stuff for other mm-hmm. people. People need to do for themselves but you can show them how to do it, right? Or you can assist them with doing it, but it doesn't mean taking over. Right. So, and and you have to be aware and you have to set those boundaries of, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it for you. Do your work. You got to do your own work. Yeah. So. Hmm. Now you had mentioned, and I believe it's, is it the last, it was in September, it was the last hit of, Saturn square Neptune. Right. Yes. And you said we would feel it pretty much 
we're still feeling it. Okay, so but you said into October. Will that do we do you know when that should end in October or is it not until the end of October? Well, that energy brought in uncertainty. Sure did. <laughs> that uncertainty continues. Okay. So, yes, we're still feeling it in October. There's going to be some other stuff that's going to distract us from that uncertainty. Neptune will station direct in November. Okay. Okay. So we may feel a bit of a shift then, right? Um, Because, and I believe it's the beginning of November. Right. Uh, We may feel a shift in the energy then. Oh, so it's Neptune that is still retrograde and Uranus. And Uranus. Okay. So we do still have some major ones in retrograde. Okay. Is there anything else in October? I'm just wondering. Well, I mentioned at the moon the at the end of the month already, yeah, but I already well, mentioned that. See, that's that, so. the interesting thing. So let's talk about that. So if you are on the East Coast, it means we had two new moons in September. Right. If you're on the West Coast, it's going to mean you have two new moons in October. Yes. Right. Um, and they're calling that, I read an article online today, a black moon. I'm like, oh, what's a black moon? <laughs> and it means two new moons in a calendar month. I don't really put a lot of emphasis nah. on blue moons or nah. black moons. I mean, because okay? they happen every two years, technically. Yes. And right? in between those years, then there's two first quarter moons in a month, well, right? Sure. In one year. Yeah. And then there's two last quarter moons in a month. Right. <clears throat> Sorry. Because we li- our moon cycles, 13 months. Right. Right. Or 13 cycles in a 12 That's why there was at one calendar. point a time where they were going to add another sign, right? And th- I mean... It- some people did it. There was a little time in there that they added another sign. But well, it's like, somebody said they discovered it. And it's yeah. like, you know what? It's always been there. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It, it's. it's yeah. That's a long story. Yeah. I had an article on that one. Um, it's a very small sign. Sure. It was very so short. It, yeah. It's a short sign. Very it's short. only it like a week and a half Gemini. No, it's between Scorpio and Sagittarius. Oh, really? I thought yeah. it was Gemini and something. Okay. And I can't remember the name. Like, it started with an O or a U. Oh, I don't remember. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. Well, what do you think? I think we don't have enough time to go into November if November's okay. big. So, so that means I'll have to come back again. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> So for not having a lot to talk about in October, we got we got through some stuff. But I think it was a good one because we Absolutely. got to uh, we got to play with the energy and just you know it, you move into it to figure it out. And yes. I think the bit about September and the nine nine nine, I think that was really important. Um, knowing that we're you know going through a period where we're completing things. I mean, Absolutely. we were completing things because and, this and is a one thing year. I didn't mention is because you said we're completing it all the way to the one one one. Is the one 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 planetary vibrations are Mercury, so the Mercury oh, yeah, retrogrades right. in two thousand seventeen are going to be very important. Okay. okay, as well as Jupiter. So again, that Jupiter and Libra is going oh, to be very right. important next year. Right. So that that influence continues, right. and then it's down. the Sun as well. So in astrology, oh there it is. So yeah. in astrology, it's we're it's, looking at right. So the number one is connected to the magician, which right. is the planet Mercury. The number right. 10, right, which 1 plus 0 equals is 1, the wheel of fortune, is right? the Wheel of Fortune, which is, which is connected to Jupiter in astrology. Right. And the number 19, which is the Sun oh, card in the tarot, is connected to the Sun. <coughs> 
So does that Sorry. mean that every time we move into a new sun sign, it might have some energy? Yeah. Yeah. There's the potential to feel shifts at every sun sign as well as the solar eclipses. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Right. So typically lunar eclipses have more of an impact. Oh, yeah. Right. But there's going to be amplification around the solar eclipses. Right. Where the nine energy, is that the moon? Is 18 the moon? <coughs> Sorry. Is 18 the moon? Yes. So, okay. And it was an unconscious vibration, if I remember correctly. From well, yeah, because it's year. Pisces. Right. Right. So it's pulling in the Pisces influence. Now, there is one eclipse in the sign of Pisces next year, but then right. it shifts to the signs of Leo and Aquarius. Right. Right. Leo naturally rules the, the sun. sun in astrology. Okay. So potential influence around the Leo energy as well which Leo's connected to the strength card. And that honking horn is total <laughs> confirmation. <laughs> I don't know that you would have heard it on here. Okay. But. <laughs> Somebody's car alarm just went off. Um, and that's total confirmation around the whole Leo energy. Right. So potential influences around when the sun's in Leo as well right. in 2017. But we'll or talk about that in the end of December. Of course. Or, you know, the of beginning January. of, yes, when we yes. have our new year our new year energy but that's good i mean because i think people need to know that between now and then we're going through a very big completion absolutely that it's going to be you know start looking and and maybe it's an idea to start writing down some lists of things you want to complete like things you want you do not want to bring into the one 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 energy yeah you yeah know, these these attitudes these beliefs these core things that we're holding on to you know, we do not want them in the one 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 energy. Like let's let's get this done. It's time to heal. Right. So, so bad heal. relationships, all that stuff. Let's get it done. Divorces. Yeah. Get her done. Get her done. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that legal filing of the separation, right? Well, and the, anything legal because you yeah, said about absolutely. Jupiter. If there's yeah. anything that you are is outstanding that you're worried about. Now this does not mean that, you know, you're gonna hear from the tax man. This means Unless it happens in... in I mean, I guess it could. The eighth house for you. Oh, I see. Right. So if you have Jupiter and Libra in the eighth house, it may be tax issues or insurance issues. Okay. Right? I have Jupiter in the tenth house and Libra. I don't know where Libra is, but... My Libra's in the third. Okay. (laughs) there goes that horn again (laughs) funny as soon as she says something there it goes all right well you've been listening to news for the heart with nancy rudy you can find out more about nancy if you go to her website universalsky.com i promise you there's going to be a new website out soon i just know it i feel it you can check me out on facebook too there you go All right. Well, we've been getting to the heart of what matters. We've been talking mostly about the end of September and October. We'll be back, I guess, next month to talk about <laughs> November and December yes. so that when we we come into the new year, that's probably perfect. There yeah, you go. Yeah, it is perfect. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. So we've been getting to the heart of what matters. We'll be back next week. Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next news from the Heart Show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.